Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to talk about burnout. Burnout is something that we hear a lot about, a lot of people on social media, or there might be articles in the news, or on blogs where people are mentioning how they are experiencing burnout. What to do about burnout. 10 things to do about your burnout. (laughs) See a lot of headlines like that. And I wanted to talk today about my own experience with burnout, but also clarify what it is, what it isn't, and what you can do for yourself if you are questioning whether or not you're in burnout and how you might get yourself out of burnout if that is something that you're struggling with. So first, let's look at what is burnout. Burnout is usually described as a psychological state. And it's the result of chronic workplace stress. Typically, people who are experiencing burnout, they are feeling exhausted or cynical, or they're just not as effective as they usually are. They're very tired. Motivation is very low. And it's true that we often hear burnout in connection to work, to our careers. But burnout can also happen in other areas of our life. So we can have burnout in our personal relationships, or if you are a caregiver in any of your relationships, such as being a parent or having elderly parents that you have to look after, situations in which you have to give a lot of yourself to other people, that could be creating burnout for you as well. Some of the common causes of burnout could be an excessive workload. So if you are often being overwhelmed by a workload, Maybe your boss or your coworkers are giving you too much to do, or maybe you're experiencing chronic stress from very tight deadlines, or maybe you have long working hours. Any of that can compound this sense of excessive workload, which definitely leads to burnout. Any time when the demands of the work consistently exceed what we're able to do, it becomes really difficult to maintain that work-life balance. So then that feeling of stress and overwhelm becomes even worse because we don't have time to do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves to help alleviate that feeling of burnout. So it can become a vicious cycle pretty quickly. Another cause of burnout is feeling like we don't have control over our lives, feeling powerless, feeling like we don't have any say in our decision-making processes. That definitely leads to a sense of burnout as well. If we feel like we don't have any control over our work environment, that we're just being subjected to the whims and desires of other people. If we have no voice, if we're being ignored or overlooked, if we're unable to influence any of the important aspects of our jobs, such as our environment or our processes or the conditions, then all of this together creates a feeling of frustration, feeling of helplessness, and that definitely feeds and aggravates this sense of burnout. Or sometimes the feeling of burnout intensifies because we don't have sufficient support in our life. If there is a lack of support in our network, 
If we're talking about work, this would be supervisors, bosses, colleagues, or maybe even the organizational structure itself. Then we're not going to feel supported. Or if we're looking at personal relationships, maybe we don't have enough help in our lives or we don't feel like we can ask anyone for help. Anytime when we're not receiving enough feedback, enough guidance, enough resources to either do the job or to meet our needs in our personal or domestic lives, whichever instance is more relevant to you. But generally, the sense of being unsupported and overwhelmed by that lack of support, that definitely intensifies the feeling of burnout. And again, usually having this really high, intense workload or a lot of responsibilities on your plate, it throws that work-life balance out of whack. It becomes really difficult to manage the demands of our work, of our personal lives, of our family responsibilities, That balance is completely gone when we feel like we're unable to establish boundaries between ourselves and other people and we're not able to carve out that time we need for self-care or relaxation or doing things that we want to do outside of work. You know, God forbid we feel like (laughs) we deserve to have a life that is not centered around one's work. It again adds to this sort of cyclic nature of we have too much to do, so we focus too much on that, but now we can't take care of ourselves, and now we're tired and burned out, but now we don't have time to do that. And so again, around and around and around it goes. Until over time, we just feel really used up. We just feel really tired. We just feel desperate for a change of pace, for some fresh air, for a break. And this can happen to you even if you are doing work that you love. So for example, I am very fortunate, I'm incredibly blessed that my life has allowed me to become a full-time author. I set my own hours, I do what I want to do, but at the same time, there has been a lot of intense pressure added to me because of that role. So now it feels like every decision I make could either lead to success or my downfall, so that definitely intensifies the pressure. And things that I used to do for fun have begun to feel much more like a job. And so when we throw ourselves into something, 120% into something, even if we're passionate about it, or maybe even especially when we're passionate about it, that feeling of burnout can come on really quickly just because of that intensification of pressure. And the opposite end of this possibility would be a mismatch in values or a lack of meaning in your work. So you can burn out even if you have deep connection with your work, or you can burn out because you're not connected to your work. (laughs) It kind of feels like you're doomed if you do or doomed if you don't. But if you are someone who does not feel connected to your work, you don't feel like you connect to the values or the meaning of your work, it can definitely feel monotonous, unfulfilling. There will be that absence of a sense of purpose or of meaning or why you're doing something. And so that disengagement definitely leads to feeling exhausted. Lots of questions like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I even doing this? Why does this even matter? And so that feeling of listlessness can definitely come upon us quite quickly. (laughs) And so because you can encounter burnout, whether you're doing everything you want to do or if you're not doing anything you want to (laughs) do, It's likely that at one point in your life, you will encounter burnout. And so what do you do when you get there? If you just feel very tired, you feel very used up, you don't see any break or end in sight, what can you do about that? How can you take steps to heal that burnout and get yourself feeling restored again? Well, for me, it was definitely a gradual process. 
And again, kind of how I ended up in burnout was I went full time. I threw myself 120% into my work and I was just being really hard on myself about how much stuff I had to put out, how often it needed to happen. Go, go, go. And because I was so busy, I started to slack on my self-care, on taking good care of myself and meeting all of my four pillar needs, whether that be my body care, my mind and emotional care, my spiritual creativity, or in this case, play. I definitely had forgotten how to play (laughs) and my relationships with others. Everything was suffering and it was because I had intensified the pressure in this way and had gone all in on what I was trying to do. And so I was definitely feeling burned out and it was a gradual process for me to get out of that feeling, to start moving towards healedness again. And how I moved from burnout to a more stable position, because I won't say that I'm completely out of burnout. I mean, I still feel pretty tired sometimes, but now I have the ability to recognize when that is happening and to take measures and to bring myself back into balance. And so that might just be the case because of the intensity of the creative work that I do. I might always be flirting with burnout. (laughs) (laughs) if I'm not careful. But at least now I have developed the habit of recognizing when I'm moving in that direction and the habit of prioritizing my care if I realize that's where I'm going and not letting myself get too far down into that burnout hole. So what does that gradual process look like? Well, first, it definitely begins with recognizing and acknowledging burnout. So if you think that you're experiencing burnout and you feel like your well-being is being impacted, start to look for the signs and the symptoms in your life of, yes, that's happening. I'm exhausted. I'm not connected to anything. I just feel like there's nothing else I could possibly give. If you're starting to feel that way, stopping and recognizing that, acknowledging that would be the first step. Because without that level of awareness, it's really hard to give yourself permission to take measures to move forward in a different way. And also because part of that burned out feeling is connected to a lack of validation. So validation is really important. Acknowledging to yourself that you are giving a lot of yourself, that you are doing a lot. That can be kind of hard because often when we catch ourselves in burnout, we're pretty far into the process and we may not be doing a lot anymore. (laughs) Our productivity might have screeched to a halt, in fact, by the time you realize it. And so you might have a hard time being like, oh, you're dealing with a lot because you're like, actually, I'm not dealing with anything. I have already fallen completely apart. This wagon is a pile of rubble on the side of the road. It's just a bunch of planks. (laughs) And so validating your feelings anyway, recognizing that you got to this point because you were living in a way that wasn't sustainable, whatever it was, whatever contributed to it, maybe the people around you were asking too much of you, maybe you were being too hard on yourself, which is definitely where I run into trouble, which is where I demand too much of myself that no human being can possibly deliver. And you need to look at that. You need to stop and validate that that is what's happened. And as a result, this is what you're experiencing. And then you can move forward. Once you take full responsibility of the fact of that's where you are, you are in burnout. Okay, so now what? And once you are able to recognize that you're in burnout, this is when we can start to take measures to get out of burnout. And the measures that you take to get out of burnout will really depend on the causes of your burnout and what's feeding your burnout cycle. So for example, if you're under-resourced, 
if you don't have enough in your life to do the things that you have to do, then it's time to seek support. You could reach out to supportive friends, to family members, or you can start asking for more help at work, either from your colleagues, start delegating tasks if you can delegate tasks, or at the very least, seek out emotional support and understanding from the people around you. And if you aren't in an environment where this is possible, that is a really good indication as to maybe the cause of your burnout. If you're not surrounded by loving, supportive people, that might mean that you're in a toxic environment. And the real problem that needs to be addressed in order to get you out of burnout is to get you out of that environment. So that's also a possibility that's on the table. And if you don't have a lot of people around you, maybe you are like I was in my mid-20s in which I was leaving one toxic environment for a better one, so I didn't have a lot of social support, then you might want to look to healthcare professionals or therapists or counselors or someone who can offer guidance or coping strategies to help move you from one difficult phase to a better one. So just leverage what you can in order to find that support you need to start filling the gaps in your lack of resources. You might also need to start looking at your self-care routine more, your health. Are you budgeting enough relaxation into your hours? Which is hilarious that I'm (laughs) recommending that to you because I don't know anyone who struggles to relax more than me. But it's true. I really had to work hard to teach myself to relax. And I don't mean that in necessarily an emotional sense, though certainly I have struggled in that way. I mean quite literally giving myself permission to relax, to just watch an episode of TV or to just do something else, play Sims for an hour or read a book. I struggle so much with relaxation. And I think that that has to do in part because of my upbringing. You know, my father was very much the kind of person that if he caught you lying around, he would give you a chore or something to do. And so it was sort of conditioned in me that you cannot relax. (laughs) You can't just chill out and not do something. And so part of that was my conditioning that I had to overcome. And if you're like that, you're going to have to work hard (laughs) to learn how to relax. That's going to be a reality, unfortunately. And to promote relaxation and stress reduction in your life, doing those self-care activities that you need to do in order to take good care of yourself. And you already know what I think the best self-care activities are. I have episodes on all of them, meditation, journaling, so on and so forth. But also you can start looking for more activities in your life that you love. Hobbies, spending time in nature, things that replenish you and refill you and give them as much importance in your life as the work tasks. Because a lot of us are really imbalanced, myself included, that I tend to give more priority to things that fall under the umbrella of productivity. If it's productive, I'm allowed to do it. If I cannot see an immediate productiveness to the task, I have a really hard time giving myself permission to do it, which is why I ended up in burnout. Because yes, I still struggle with this today. I have not yet developed a level of comfort with doing things just for the sake of enjoying them, just to do them because they make me happy. Even a lot of my hobbies, they are (laughs) skill-based. Like learning Spanish, for example. I learned French and I'm learning Spanish. And so that is very much like a useful skill. It's not something just for something's sake, right? And so I still struggle with that. And the truth is that we need healthy boundaries around rest and rejuvenation. We need to be giving ourselves time to replenish it. You cannot draw from nothing. There needs to be as much water going into the well as you are drawing out of it. And that can be really hard to do. 
given how much social conditioning we have around only people who are productive matter, only the hard workers matter. I don't know if it's just a culturally American thing. I feel like my friends in Europe are not struggling with this. (laughs) But this idea that we can only do something if it serves some means, we have to break up with that idea. It's not helping us in any way. We are already hard workers. We don't need to prove it to anyone. What we need to work hard at now is taking better care of ourselves and learning to relax. There might also be the need to realistically assess and adjust workload. So looking at the workload you have now, identifying what areas that you have that maybe you can delegate something or you can negotiate deadlines or you can look for more help, communicating with whomever you need to communicate with, whether that be a supervisor or a boss, colleagues at work, or maybe if you're sharing a house and kids and family responsibilities with someone, maybe sit down with your partner and start looking at what you're going to do differently. How can you reorganize things? And if there are too many things on your plate, you might have to make some hard decisions about things you're going to stop doing for now in order to build more time into your life for those relaxation and self-care tasks. You might have to not be as productive, which (laughs) I like shudder inside (laughs) when I say that. But it's true. I mean, having that work-life balance, having a really clear line between your work life and your personal life, creating a routine that gives just as much weight and importance to those relaxation tasks, the leisure activity tasks, rather than overcommitting yourself to everything, saying no when you have to say no, that really is so important and also so hard to do. (laughs) And if you're in a tight situation right now, like maybe you're a single parent and you've got a lot of work and you just do not see an immediate shift or change that you can make, I tell you to build more time into your life for self-care and you tell me, Corey, with what hours from what day? (laughs) Then if you are really tight, if you're in a really tight space, which has definitely happened to the best of us, A, please know that you're not doing anything wrong. You're not this busy because you're failing at something. It's really important to know that. And secondly, try to find a way to bring balance in really small incremental ways. So for example, do those breathing exercises in between tasks. Take a moment to just stop, get out of your head, look out at the world, take a deep breath and try to slow down, slow down your mind. Practicing mindfulness throughout the day can also get you there, as well as journaling all of your frustrations. Whatever strategies that you can use to help you cope with the level of work that you're dealing with, with the level of intensity you're dealing with, That will help you to triage the situation a bit until you can make more meaningful changes. Don't underestimate the power of sleeping well, of eating well, of exercising. All of that helps to sustain energy levels, to sustain your feeling of well-being. These sort of triage efforts might be where you have to start. But all said and done, what I want you to know most about burnout is that it's an imbalance issue. It means more is going out than what's coming in. And as a result, you're feeling very depleted, very tired, very discouraged maybe. And the good news is is that you can absolutely bring yourself back into balance, whether that's emotional balance or spiritual balance, wherever the burnout is centered, you can bring rejuvenation to that area of your life. It's just going to be about moving yourself incrementally in that direction. So please don't give up on yourself. You can absolutely do this. If I can burn myself out and run myself into the ground, but then climb out, (laughs) climb out of the grave and start going again, you can absolutely do it. 
And that's it for today, dear human. As always, I hope that you found this episode useful. I know it's just a tiny little primer on burnout, and there are a ton of resources on burnout on the internet. Please go read more if you think you might be experiencing burnout in your personal life or your professional life. Otherwise, if you have a topic or idea that you would like me to feature in an upcoming episode, feel free to write into the show and ask me for my thoughts on something that you're dealing with. I'd love to hear from you. You can use any of my social media channels or you can email me at cory at Otherwise, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. And until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Cory Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.